You know, getting in good shape can be a real pain in the ass. Searching through 50 different brands and models. Matching new blades to old handles, right? It's, it's horrible. Join our society of smarter men now. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym to get high quality razors delivered to your door. Just a couple bucks a month. That's all it is. A couple bucks a month. Dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym. Join today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cren. Jim Cren, No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Brought to you by Star Chevrolet, Star Nissan in Greensburg. We have John Evans, Terry Jones, Mike Wysocki at the Talent Network Studios. Producer Josh Folio. Head of social media and producer Frank Mergia, executive producer David Settlemeyer, Wayne the intern, and Corey Gale, our engineer. Thank you very much for the downloads. Really appreciate it. We've been having a blast doing this show over the last five and a half months. And I got to tell you, I want to start the show off with a nice Pittsburgh story, a nice warm, fuzzy story about Pittsburgh. I, I, I grew up here in Pittsburgh because, you know, we are worldwide. Right, John? Worldwide. We're worldwide. Uh, Pittsburgh's my home where this show's coming out of the burg. And I, I, I'm i proud to be a Pittsburgher. And I live here, lived here my whole life, grew up in a strip, I'm going to die here. Hopefully for, you know, hopefully I have another, you know. This is the whole few years, lyrics behind uh, John Cougar Mellencamp's Small Town. I just wrote Small Town, too, right now. I just wrote the Probably whole die I'm going to die in Pittsburgh. <laughs> but anyway, I love my Pittsburghese. Now, if you're listening from around the country or in Indonesia, and you're wondering, what is Pittsburghese? I will tell you. <laughs> uh, like the movie Fargo or watch The Sopranos, different sections of the country have different types of uh, dialect, different types of way to, to say things. Uh, characteristic, there's just, you just know where, you hear them, you go, I know where that, that person's from. A, you know, a guy's from Jersey, a guy's from Brooklyn, a guy's from, you know, Chicago or, or like you said, Fargo. And all that. So Pittsburgh's the same. We have a unique uh, dialect. I'm a, a proud uh, professor in that dialect, Professor Stanley Pekichaski. A couple, uh, you probably hear that. Uh, you'll hear me slipping into my Pittsburghese when I speak. Well, you say download. Yeah, download. Download. So, Dan. yeah, so there you go. Something like that. Yeah, that's perfect. You're right, John. So I, I go back, and a couple beers, boom, I'm really in there. Uh, but every once in a while, I see. What I call a gem, I run into, which is the the ultimate hit Pittsburghese, like somebody who's just every word is is going to be heavy, heavy Pittsburghese. Yeah. Uh, I'm in line to, to get my uh, passport. We're going to do a no restriction show from uh, Cabo, San Lucas, Mexico, the Cabo Comedy Festival coming up in October. So I'm in line. You have to have all this. You know, stuff you have to have your picture, this and that, whatever. And I'm standing in line, the passport thing. And there's a there's a lady in front of me, and she is pure Pittsburgh. Now, first I'm pissed because it's 20 minutes I'm waiting. Now it's longer. But then as I just start listening to her, I'm like, this is gold. She had black <laughs> and gold hair, you know, the blonde kind of, but still the, the black roots, but the blonde out, you know. She had uh, the frosted tight tight jeans, which God bless her. <laughs> the frosted. She was, you know, probably two sizes too small <laughs> jeans. Okay, looked like two water balloons trying to escape from her ass. Maybe three. 
She had green Crocs on. Thank you very much. In, in a heavy Pittsburgh East. And as I'm listening to her, and the lady behind the desk there, the post office, couldn't have been nicer, beautiful girl, nice girl, really keeping her cool because the lady was yelling at her the whole time. She starts grumbling at me, but just keeps going. Like, you know, that's all I hear from the background. She said, that ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, come on. Oh, my God, come on. So I start listening, and I'm watching. She hands her a photo for a passport. You have to get a photo. I go to Kinko's and get the passport photo. <laughs> right. She hands her a photo that looks like it came out of Glamour Shots. It's got like... <laughs> she hands her like a five by seven. It would cover her, the whole passport. Entire passport would just be her photo. But she hands her the photo with the pen. She goes, oh, no, you need a photo that's small. It's smaller. It's like a pass... It's called a passport photo. It's, it's a certain standard. You know, like my picture. She says, no, it's not, not your picture. It's the photo size. I'm gonna, I, look, he said you bring a photo, right? I'm going to use a photo. That's my photo. I like the way I look in that photo. That's mine. I'm using it. She goes, no, you don't understand. You got to take a photo. See, there's either kinkos you could do. You do it here. He's like, She's, I'm using your photo. She, so finally she gets it because he says, she says, look, you're not going to be able to go on your trip because they were talking about their, her trip she's going. Yeah. You're not going to be able to go on your trip because they're gonna, just going to send it back. I'm just trying to help you. She goes, all right, all right. Do you do photos here? She goes, yeah, we do photos. I'm sure. It's what it was he cost. He goes, that's $15. Oh, my God. You just robbed me. $15, right? Yeah, yeah I get this. I get this. This crazy bullshit. Can't you trim it down? Can you trim it down? My favorite part of the whole thing, I swear to God, man, you have to have, like, your license, obviously, but you have to have your birth certificate, too. To get a, a pass, new passport, maybe your old one, even new one, you have to have a birth certificate. So this lady didn't look like an international traveler, so this may be her first passport. So she has her ID, and she has a second ID. She goes, ma'am, you need your birth certificate. Listen, I got my license here and my Sam's Club card. <laughs> Two stories. Hey, look at what? Two forms ID. Ain't where I'm going. Two forms ID. License. Sands Club Core. My picture's on a Sands Club Core. Who do you think that is? It's me. Look at my picture I gave you. Look at me. Look at Sands Club. It's me. Oh, Lord. Now I'm going to go, what? It's your birth certificate. I ain't. You got to be kidding me. I'm gonna be a bursty to you. Ain't bullshit. No, Why don't you call Sam? I'm good. Check it out. I got it. Yeah, I'm like, wow. I wonder if Homeland Security would ever, like, you know, they should do Sam's Club for international traveling. That's just pretty much the. Like, you know, oh, you didn't say that. You Go got right my, on through. Got my license in my Sam's Club car. My other line that I love, which the lady, some point, I'm trying, I'm trying not to laugh. Lady almost laughed at that point with that one she's like she put her head down and you can see her biting her lip and yeah, she goes yeah, you're flying directly out of the country and like goes, we're flying in St. Thomas I'm taking some ferry over some dumb island <laughs> <laughs> I just love take some ferry over some dumb island I love this lady man wait till she's my hero they find out that they don't have Iron City beer over there she's gonna be oh devastated oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> she's bullshit I spent three weeks getting my birth certificate to get over here you know you know that's my favorite I want to hear her argue about it later at the bar you know, could you believe it wouldn't accept my Santa Club for passport like it ain't me I go there twice a week I get a 40 pound bag of chicken chicken tender yes. every <laughs> every week you can ask them sam's club easy is, they're really strict they try to get in sam's club without your membership go ahead they'll fuck you up try and get in without your membership you know you don't need no birthday for sam's club but i i just loved her man i love i love people like that's just great good people it's a character 
I've proud, got uh, I've got an ultimate. Uh, I've got a very similar story. I was uh, trying to navigate the bus system here in town, which is not the easiest thing to do. Uh, and uh, I was standing at a wrong bus stop, and there was a guy that was walking towards me. It's a black guy. He was appeared to be fifty, sixty. He had headphones on. Uh, connected to an, an honest to God Walkman. That's Yeah, that's cool. Huh? So the guy comes up to me, up to me, and I'm like, oh, "Please, please don't say anything." To me. Please don't talk to me. Gets right up to me, takes his headphones off, looks at me, and he's got a Vietnam hat on, and okay. he says, uh, "He starts telling me this story about how uh, his wife and his daughter think that he drinks too much." And uh, he appeared to be intoxicated, and uh, and he goes, uh, you know, I went to Vietnam and all this kind of stuff, <clears throat> and he's telling me this story about how his wife and his daughter think he drinks too much, and he starts saying, all I, like, he goes, he's like, when I go out, I like to fish, okay? That's what I do, I fish. <laughs> and then he's, more story, more story. I start to tune it out a little bit until he gets to the end <laughs> and says this to me. He goes, listen, I'm going to put it like this. You could burn down my house. You could rape my wife. You could exploit my children. But do not touch my fishing pole. (laughs) (laughs) And then he he walked away. That's where he draws the line. And then just walked away. Damn. (laughs) When he got to rape my wife, I was like, what is he about? That's creeping me out. (laughs) My God. And then he just happily on his way, man. And 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 for oh my God, if you're sodomizing my wife, as long as it's not with my fishing pole, <laughs> honey, three men attack me. Yeah, yeah, honey, three men attack me. Did they touch my fishing pole? <laughs> that's that's uh, awesome. Yeah, no, and and the whole rest of the day, I was like, how great was that guy? <laughs> you know, I want to go fishing with him. Man. Uh, meet his wife. Uh, <laughs> meet his wife. <laughs> that's all about. That's, yeah, yeah, I want to meet her too. You got the green light already. <laughs> I want to meet that family, man. Yeah, is that the, crazy? Wonder what was he? Wonder what he was listening Didn't to. Didn't care about his kids either. He was singing too when he came up to me. He, was, he had the headphones on. He was singing along to the to the tune, which I could not distinguish. <laughs> what, 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 what are we <laughs> guessing? It was in that. Cause, <laughs> what? I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, you can do. I don't know. Milly Vanilli. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you thought you heard him singing, and he was just lip syncing with it turned all the way. Yeah, I'm so so to gotta flip over my key sweat <laughs> cassette. <laughs> yes, keep going. Key sweat. <laughs> yeah, key yeah, sweat. Yeah. That's his romance one. Uh-huh, it's key yeah. sweat to Billy Ocean. Anyway, yeah. key sweat doesn't judge him. No, man. <laughs> That's oh, hysterical, man. Jeez, he's probably like, uh, probably thought, you know, one of this guy that knew about this new technology here, this Walkman, <laughs> that he's marveling over this. Oh, man. Uh, Dang. Some people come into your lives and just brighten them. That's, That's what true. the yeah, like yeah, the lady that in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, long wait, and there I was, entertained. And I was like, oh, I hope this guy doesn't talk to me. Now I can't imagine. Uh, living my life without that information. Yes, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's like good thing burned that into my memory. You can carry that down to your grandchildren. Yeah. This you know? man said this. These <laughs> pearls of wisdom. What's the meaning of life? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, pearls. <laughs> Don't touch my fishing pole. Since, since we're talking about fishing and fishing, I got a good story here. Uh, 
nude swimming in, in Sweden is becoming very risky because of the fish that they're discovering in the waters in Sweden. Uh, a fish called a paku. paku I may be saying it wrong. P-A-C-U. Paku or paku. Let's just call paku for fun. This fish is, and there's warning signs all over. Sweet. Somebody had, I don't know how it got in the waters, but this paku eats human testicles. So if guys swimming along, this fish comes up and eats human testicles. It's called the Paku fish, also known as the Elton John fish. I'm kidding. I saw, I no, saw the Paku fish. I, know, I saw that really? story. Yeah, it's been a, it was a big news story, actually. It was, on C, it was on CNN and everything. It's like the fish eats nuts normally, like not nuts. And, but, mm-hmm. but then he sees a, a nude swimmer, and he mistakes the, the nuts for, for nuts. For nuts. And then next thing you know, he's just, you know, biting away. <laughs> so, the, so there's a fish out there that if you swim butt naked, just bite your balls. He bites the balls off. You, you get out of the water and uh, that's it. What's the teeth look like on that thing? It didn't look good. I saw it online. Uh, <laughs> you got big gray old man teeth. Uh, like the like the old guy in a corner, you know, with the, the smoke stained kind of. <laughs> I think the Paku fish smokes heavy. But I'm telling you, it's a vicious. It looks like a piranha, but it's like a yeah. different version of a piranha. How can they? Well, well, how would they know to go after the nuts? I mean, well, but they're nude in swimming. These they're are people that swim nude. Well, yeah, I guess I don't know, John. Like the distinguish weird. between the the dick and the nuts, or like <laughs> they, leave, they leave the dick alone. <laughs> that's they leave the, the dick alone. No, that's, that's they're not the, wearing. We're not here for the dick. <laughs> that's for the blowfish. <laughs> that's for the blowfish. But there's. <laughs> Oh, I hell no! I'm it's, looking at one it? right now. It, it's a bizarre looking fish, but I don't know, man. I wouldn't nude. I would not go nude. So I'd rather get attacked by. They call it the ball cutter. Jaws. The ball cutter is his nickname. Oh, yeah. the teeth on this thing. Hell no! Uh, <laughs> Discovery should do ball cutter week. Ball cutter week. Yeah, forget uh, shark week. Uh, uh, Paku Nado. Paku. Paku Nado. Shark Nado. We're gonna oh, do Paku Nado. I thought there was another name. For it. No, <laughs> Paku Nado. Oh, and they man. just they starring just fly around and eat your balls. Starring Ian's earring. <laughs> and Luke Perry. If you saw a sign that said "Don't swim," there's a Paku fish possibility. Would you go in to swim? Ooh. I mean, because they do shark signs, people go in. I, I, I was on go. MythBusters. I would <laughs> be like, "Let's try this out." Well, well that, that's like that fish in the Amazon that that goes they, in your penis. It goes you in pee. Swims in your exactly penis. What it swims in your penis. Oh it's in the God. Amazon. Yeah. How about that? It goes in and then, when it, like, if you pee in the water, it goes into your penis yes. and then it, like, s- jumps out. Sh- like, it shoots its, uh, there's, like, spikes surprise! that come out of it. <laughs> kind of like a puffer fish and Some it just, Indiana like. Indiana Jones shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's spring loaded. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. It's, it's not just, good, it man. It just shoots its spikes out in you and it gets lodged in there and they got to cut off your wing. That, uh, I, yeah, that sucks. I want to see that one on Mythbusters. They had it on, they see. had it on River Monsters. It's it's true. Ugh. There is that fish exists, Look. man. That's not like some myth or anything. that's a real deal. Myth and river monsters. It's I love that. It's show. out there. So glass, I am. I'll say that I'm a glass full kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But if I'm getting my dick cut off because of a rogue fish or <laughs> yeah, something, rogue. Fucking forget it, man. You might as well ch- change your name. You might as well put a bullet in your head at that point. Change your yeah. name to fucking Slepper. Awkward first date. Hey, even if, if things go perfect, mm-hmm. you get back and you're oh by the way. I don't have a dick. <laughs> no. No. Is this going to be a problem? Are we cool? <laughs> Some fish is swimming away with it. Imagine, the, imagine the guy that goes to Sweden to fish and then like 
you know, months later goes to the Amazon and now this dude just doesn't have balls or dick. Nah, he's, just, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's, he's a, a fucking Ken doll uh, at this point. Yeah, the yeah. ball cutter and the penis <laughs> fish both in one week. You yep. can fish for them with like fake balls and put like hair on them and put it down into the water Mike, and then reel them in. You're always thinking. Truck nuts. See, Mike, yeah. Mike's truck thinking about yeah, yeah. yeah. truck, truck nuts. nuts. We'll catch them. Mike wants to catch them and rid the river. Yes. How did he do it? How did Wysocki do it? Did it with truck nuts, people. Truck nuts in a pole. That was my bait. You better not touch that pole. I don't know how you're going to rid of the penis fish, though. Take that guy fishing with you to get some Paku. That's just, I know, it's amazing that you could, you know, that can happen to you, man. That'd be the weirdest fucking thing to tell people. How's vacation? Pretty good, pretty good. Lost my dick. What? That was a day. Sunny, beautiful day. Swimming. That's why my black ass don't swim. I'm cool. Just swim up. I I gotta tell you, I would not swim in the Amazon. Oh, I ain't swimming nowhere. Or in, you know, Paku land. Jesus. I ain't even swimming at the YMCA. That made us all cross our legs. This. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm scared. Right if now. you're in Sweden and you're swimming, wear a cup. <laughs> that's a, that's ball. actually a good idea. Wear a cup. Just just swim with a jock strap. And the fish will come up, hit his nose, go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I've always yeah. said safety first uh, safety when it comes first. to uh, swimming in Sweden. <laughs> well, it's just so He's weird. I mean, for years. Like, 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 you know, you're on vacation or whatever. Well, you know, maybe some people that live there, but still, if you get on vacation, you get a dick fish. It would be horrible, like I said earlier. But I watched Shark Week all the, uh, last week. Did you see Shark Week? On yeah. A little bit, yeah. I love Shark Week. I watch all these shows. And it always starts out with some guy talking. He's like, the headshot of him. He's like, <laughs> yeah, it was a nice day. And the camera pans back. He has no arms, no legs, nothing. He's oh. just, you know, and he went, and he got me. And then so he got my left and right arm and my left leg right leg but thank god i didn't get a paku right my yeah, balls are gone hey he, he still got a dick and balls so. you know a, a lot of those stories in this past shark week people swam back and saved them like they've got a bit and then somebody goes and I, and I saw bob get eaten and uh i took my surfboard went out and got him and they brought him in that takes that takes guts man if a shark's attacking you johnny and i'm 20 yards away I'm going to throw your rope. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, there's things that can be done. Things that can be done, right? <laughs> I don't, I mean, we, right. I, I don't think I'd expect you. If the great white has me, and, and there's, I don't know if I'd want, I would want, why would lose two people? I have a healthy fear did, of the ocean. I, I do. You? I would never snorkel. I've, I would never scuba. I have snorkeled a little bit, but I would never scuba dive. I would never want to be in a position where oh, it's is their backyard. Sh- yeah, yeah, right. They said a shark's always within like you know hundred yards of you when you're in the ocean. I snorkel. You snorkel all the time in the Caribbean place. I'd go hundreds of yards out. Now, I will never do. I don't know why. You know, I did that. I guess I wasn't thinking. Do you swim, Mike? You swim? Yeah, I can swim a little. I mean, bit. like, really? would you go in a, go up in the ocean? Not too far into it. No, no. I'll go up to maybe my chest, and that's about See, it that, at the that's, most. Yeah. Mike has one thing. Mike has one thing in common with Michael Phelps, and it ain't swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Bongs don't float. Uh, that's that's, keep, that's better than what I would do, man. Yeah, I'm, once my ankles touch, I'm that's it. That's I'm, it. No, no, <laughs> jellyfish bite me, a hey, man. You know, I'm gonna give you guys swimming lessons. I'm gonna teach you guys how to swim because you have to know in case of emergency, in case you have to swim one day. You never know that well, day might happen. They know how to swim, right? You you, you don't know. know how to I can swim. Yeah. swim a little bit my, though. You I said. can swim enough to yeah. Oh, you can to handle yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In case we're ever in a boat crash. 
Mm-hmm. I want us all to be ready. Oh, if we're in a boat crash, I'm dead. Nah, just, I'll save you, Terry. You know, just use me as the person that you kind of like feed the sharks to. No, you know, I'm, to a kick, I'm a kick-ass, I'm a kick-ass <laughs> swimmer. I could, I, could, I, I, Ter, I could put, I could carry a right on my back and swim. I'd be fine, no problem. <laughs> my uh, my dad took us to Jaws uh, when it came out, and we lived literally in a town called Spring Lake, New Jersey, about three blocks from the ocean, and we had like the season pass to the beach and all this stuff. And my dad was negligent enough <laughs> to take me and my brother. So it was like, you know, past summers, you want to go to the yeah. beach? Yeah, you want to go to the beach? And then the next year it was like, you guys want to go swimming? We're like, ah, I, mean, I don't know. In the ocean kind of swimming? <laughs> go to the pool, you mean? <laughs> you know, when you, when you go on those trips, like to the Caribbean, you go to Jamaica or Aruba or any, you know, the trips, uh, they, they offer a lot of them out of Pittsburgh. You can get, a, you know, these different travel agencies and stuff and I've, we've done shows from the, from uh, uh, Jamaica I did a few morning shows from there in Aruba and places uh, I remember being in Jamaica and everyone's so stoned that they are the ones watching you and I remember I was snorkeling and I saw two barracuda swimming in front of me and they swam right by me and I went to the guy you know that was running a snorkel place said hey man there's two barracuda out there to swim right in front of me no man, no, no, no. Those are the good ones, the good kind. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, the bad ones on the other side of the hotel, man. That's what they were. The other side of the bay. That's all the good ones. And there's no sharks. It's good. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I kind of believed them for some. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe because I was high too. But, but, just, but the fact, you know, they don't, these people know the lay of the land. Everything's no problem. Yeah, and I'm thinking, eh, later, always trust the locals. Like they know, like <laughs> the fish has a brain. Like fish is going. Oh, I'm not going to go there. I, this is my hangout. I'm like Jesus. Yeah, I always trust the locals in Jamaica. Yeah, right. Right. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> no problem. Man. No problem. Uh, keeping it with the animal theme of the show, say a, a, a thirty-year-old guy in Blackpool, England. I don't know if you saw this story on the news. He <laughs> broke into his girlfriend's apartment and uh, released her hamster. Just released it, let it go, because the girlfriend told him. That she loved her hamster more than him, <laughs> so they were. He was, he was jealous. He was jealous of the hamster, and so he like released it. She sort of they were running out. She was kind of dumped because she had to spend more time with her hamster. She's more in love with it than him. And he broke so he broke into kind of broke into the apartment, arrested for burglary, let the hamster go free. Hamsters on the lamb, I believe, and the girl was heartbroken. Because she lost her boyfriend and hamster, who she loved more than a boyfriend. Isn't that wild? I love that story. I mean, I hope the hamster gets found. That's the main thing. Some people just love animals too much. You know what I mean? Like, how much love can you get from a a hamster? I was. How could you hate a hamster so much? Is that really love, though, or is it a little crazy? You know what I mean? It's like respecting and respecting a a creature and, and and having love for it. But the point where you're just like this lady. Yeah. That's some kind of psychological thing. You no, know what I'm saying? I don't think it's beyond even like she right, calls it love, right, right. but maybe it's it's something else. I don't know. I'm not a therapist, but it's something else than love, right? I mean, come on. But the thing it's but it's could you imagine that talk, you know? Who is it? It's someone else. Who? Melvin. What? It's <laughs> right here. <laughs> Melvin. Die master. Get the hamster to do it for you. I know. I'm going to break your wheel. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, I dated. Well, I my, you had hamster breath all week. <laughs> my ex wife was really into the whole. And I love animals too, but I mean, we had two cats, and then she went into this cat rescue thing. And at one point, we had six kittens. Ooh. 
and two cats in our apartment. It was just, it was madness. And then she's like, you know, we should think, we maybe should get a hamster. I'm like, what? Well, this is like wild, it's like wild kingdom in here. And she goes, well, just come to PetSmart and we'll just look. And I was like, okay. So we went down there and they had these, uh, you know, those little hamster balls that you can put a hamster in and they'll, yeah. they'll do. So they had, um, they had this track and it was like a racetrack that you put two hamster balls on. I love it. And make the I, and, and, and it makes the picture, me want to get a hamster. Yeah, and the picture the hamster had like a like a bomber jacket and like little oh. goggles on. I was awesome. like, so maybe we might, you know, maybe we will get a hamster. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Pit them against each other. Get drunk and bet on hamster yeah, races. Yeah. That's not um, the worst night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's one was Jen and this one's Jeff Gordon. That's awesome, man. I know. Well, yeah, so we no, never did get hamsters. Didn't get them. No, I, it's one of those stories that hamster story. But to 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 wrap that whole entire story up, uh, so the girl didn't love the guy because she loved the hamster more. But the sad part was she found out the hamster was more in love with Richard Gere. Wow. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> All up in Richard Gere's ass. Yeah. Yeah. How did I not? Kind of hurts. Kinda I've, hurts. I've seen people that had a lot of different like pets, just exotic animals. Like growing up, I, I was always big on reptiles. Like I had a, a turtle named Tommy, I named after the Power Ranger, and then uh, I had an iguana named Shaft. Which wow. you know he was badass. Like he used to whip me with his tail. Iguanas so, are pretty interesting. They're they're fucked up. They're assholes. Animal. But uh, <laughs> asshole. what did he swear at you? Yeah, he, he hit Give me, me a, a couple times. <laughs> like I can't deal with this iguana. But, his girlfriend liked the iguana better. Yeah, right. Yeah, jealous <laughs> of my tongue. But I, I I had a neighbor who had um you know she's awesome, but she had um a bunch of parrots. Like she had a uh, um parakeet. She had uh you know two parrots that were really loud in the whole neighborhood. Like she lived on a whole other block, but you can hear it the way our neighborhood is. There's like an echo or like a, it yeah. looks like a canyon and you could hear it all the way through the whole neighborhood where it's like, ow, ow, the whole time, <laughs> just the whole time. Ow, ow. And then she had one that uh, quoted home alone. And when you would come in the house, it'd be like, look what you did, you little jerk. Then you're just I like, hello. That fascinates me. Paris again, tall walk. I got a buddy oh, yeah. of mine. He, Paris, he taught his parents to say, fuck you. It was great. I loved hearing it. Fuck you. That's funny. Fuck you. Because they pick up on whatever you say the yeah, most. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's you know, awesome. Fuck you. Oh, it's too First funny. thing I teach a parrot. Fuck you. It's, it was awesome to hear. It's tremendous stuff, man. Loved it. Loved it. it, it the uh, story that was in the news today, I was laughing. It's this, this lady, this, I don't even get her name, from Tennessee, named her son Messiah. Did you see this story at all? Mm-hmm. Hit major, made mainstream news. Messiah... Uh, is the son a judge said no i won't issue that name a magistrate said i won't issue that name this is in tennessee said it will burden the child and said uh, we can't have him call himself you can't call him messiah and the messiah is the name only uh held by jesus christ the magistrate said but and you could name the kid jesus and that's yeah. okay <laughs> the mom said the judge what, no, yeah well you know what there, there are other people in the World name Messiah. That this is not. Yeah, I'm sure. Just the only kid. Yeah. But this magistrate said this, and that's why I guess it made news on this. Some, someone got she all Tommy Tough Nuts behind uh, yeah. the. Uh, behind yeah, I didn't his know gavel. you had the power to deny that someone's magist- name. Yeah, the yeah. Ma- this magistrate in Tennessee. Her name's uh, Lou and uh, Balin or Ball. I can't pronounce the last name. Balin. Balin. 
Ballin. 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 <laughs> Someone Ballin. should have decided against Lou Ann. The, my, yeah. <laughs> well, the, my favorite thing is... That's a terrible the mom. name. It is. It's a half-man name. <laughs> yeah. <and> <laughs> Which one is it? Shit or get off the pot? I know. Look at Greg Sue. <laughs> You're not allowed to be Lou Ann. <laughs> Greg Sue. Wait, which, which, wait, a couple weeks ago, what was your porn name? Uh, Harry, uh, Harry Walnut. Uh, Harry Walnut. Harry Walnut. That should be a name. Herman Walnut. Herman Walnut. Herman Walnut. That should be... The, the official, you know, that, that'd be a, the, the kid's new name. But, no, but it, I guess the kid's <laughs> name's Martin now. My favorite thing about this was what the mom told the magistrate. The mom said to the judge and why she named it Messiah, my, the kid, I'm sorry, Messiah said, it's a name she heard on a fa- on her favorite TV show. That's what she said. And I'm, th- I, and I'm like, okay, I'm reading the article. Later I'm thinking, what fucking TV? Do you know any TV show that has Messiah on it? Somebody no. named. There was a Terminator. She said, uh, TV show. Yeah, I guarantee you, it's a soap. Was opera. it on there? She said it was it, from her favorite TV. You think show? it's a soap opera? Yeah. I'm thinking some science fiction. <clears throat> eh, could be that. It's from a TV show. So this kid's gonna grow up thinking, Jesus, I was uh, a remote away from being called Dexter my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it was either that or I, I don't know of any Messiah. But anyway, that was her thing. She said, "Ah, it's a TV character. I was gonna name. Not nothing to do with religion." With the magistrates in us, it's a mainstream news story. That seems fairly unprecedented because I know there's some kids named ESPN and uh, yeah. <laughs> Lemon Jello and Orange Jello because that's what the, that's what the mom ate when she was in the hospital. Wow! wow. <laughs> What's the weirdest name that you've heard? I'm trying to think of that too. too. I don't know if like I'm trying to, that you know or just heard. So like, I heard a guy's yeah, name. Heard just heard, no. heard. Like I know. I remember a girl growing up. I don't know if I ever brought it up, but her last name was Johnson, and her parents named her Ada. So her whole life, oh, she grew Ada up being Johnson. Ada Johnson. Johnson. Oh, so wow. you know, everyone was fucking with her, oh, like oh, Ada Johnson. Parents She's like, it's the, Ada. They gotta think that through. <laughs> oh, that's you have Two to. Strikes the parents her. have to think that through, especially man. when the last name is something. I, I know a girl named Daiquiri. That's a. Yeah, that'd be all right. That's a real name, cool. There was a baseball player named Wonderful Terrific Mons. We did have his name, but he never. They never materialized. Yeah, baseball and football. <laughs> we were talking about a few weeks to, ago. Like Messiah. Messiah, though, yeah. Well, High you know expectations. what, the kid, I mean, hey, you should have the right to do whatever you want. I don't know why, how that magistrate had the power to just stop someone from giving a name, but that would be a rough name to carry, yeah. Messiah, right? Yeah. Although cool if he was great in sports. Oh, yeah, if you he know? was, they blame Baby That'd Jesus awesome. is back again. Touchdown, yeah. Messiah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, let's, let's switch gears real quick. Let's go with some sports here. Speaking of sports, with Twisted Sports with Mike Bysocki. Well, the 2013 NFL season about to start, and for the second season in a row, no Hank Williams Jr. song to kick off the season. That's <laughs> what you get with Hitler comparisons. But the Baltimore Ravens are the defending champs. Finally, something to be proud of in Baltimore besides high heroin and homicide rates. <laughs> Most of the over 50 offseason arrestees will be back in uniform. And the only thing we know for sure is that the Super Bowl won't be the Detroit Lions versus the Cleveland Browns. A statistical impossibility. Lots of questions. Will Tim Tebow, the patron saint of virginity, stick with the New England Patriots? Our fir- fir- uh, first-year sensations, Colin Kaepernick, Andrew Luck, and RG3 for real? And will everybody's favorite QB, Peyton Manning, win with the Denver team that even Tebow got a playoff win with? But everyone calls Manning the best of all time. When it counts in the postseason, he's 9-11. and 11. 
So obviously the greatest of all time would win 45% of the time when it counts. <laughs> <laughs> so many unanswered questions. Will somebody finally shut up the obnoxious 1972 Dolphins? <laughs> the kings of schadenfreude who hobble around drinking champagne every time it's clear that no one will go undefeated. They haven't had much else to cheer about in Miami since then. And will someone break Aaron Hernandez's new record of three murders? <laughs> also, can we speed up instant replay, please? Every play, every goddamn play, we have to stop and watch in slow motion to see whether a player's shoelace partially nipped a tiny blade of spray-painted white grass. And for some reason, it takes six to eight minutes to decide. But we're glad football's back. Get ready to start losing money on bets. That's how we get ready for some football. <laughs> Mike Weissaki. <laughs> Great job, buddy. Great job. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to come back with a special guest on the show today, Lee Trebozik, magician, comedian, Lee Trebozik. Good friend of mine coming up in one minute. So you're thinking about starting a new website. Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Maybe you want to start that new podcast. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new.com comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? Get your website started today. Go to GoDaddy.com. Enter code CREN at checkout, or click the GoDaddy banner on our website, jimcren.com. Jim Cran, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Great sports, Mikey. Really enjoyed that. It's not now time for a special guest uh, that we have on the show today. We're really excited to have him. He's a good friend of mine. I think he's one of the most talented young comedian magicians uh, I, I've ever seen, really. I've, I've known some great magicians and comedians. He, this guy puts it together. He's on his way, he's a young man. He's uh, got a big show coming up. You get to see him yourself. We opened our podcast in March, and we did a live show. Our first two episodes, we did first two weeks. We were at a place called the Bricolage Theater in the Cultural District downtown Pittsburgh. It is a fantastic great theater. place, isn't it? Great America. Mm -hmm. It's very intimate. Uh, seats only maybe one twenty-five or so in that ballpark. It's just it's one thirty something, but it's really intimate. It's a great place. Got a little. Uh, lobby kind of to welcome you. There's a lot of parking at night. There's a lot of parking all over the place because there's garages also. Lee Trebozik has a, a very special show coming up, and it's September 11th, I believe. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, the 11th through the 14th. 14th. Lee Trebozik. Hey, Lee. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see all you guys. Yeah, yeah man. I've done shows with every one of you. It's mm -hmm. been uh, swag. How about that? It's been fun, man. It's like a little mini reunion. I That's know. it. It is, man. So tell us about the the show, man. The show, 52. 52 up close. I uh, I came out with it uh, about two years ago. I debuted it uh, two years, and I did it with my buddies at Shop 412. I'm sporting one of the shirts today, actually. Okay. Uh, we did it down here. It was something I dreamt up, like, I don't know, maybe like five years ago to do a show based around, like, sleight of hand and... All like the cool shit that like I yeah. can't do on a big stage. You and know it's what I perfect mean? for that room. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch. So, so it's close up, and there's, there's some comedy and there, storytelling. There's a little storytelling, uh, but it's it's mostly focused around a pack of cards and just all the crazy shit I can do with a deck of cards. Now you've been doing. Uh, now how old are you now? 
31. 31 now. All right. You've been doing this for a while. 12 years old. Since 12, but professionally, probably the last, what, 10 years almost? I've been doing it professionally since I was like 16. I thought you were going to say seven years old or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, it's. I've never had another job. That's what's crazy. That's what's cool. I've never had another job. I've always been a magician, comedian my entire life. That's how Steve Martin Martin started off doing magic. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been a big Johnny Carson was a magician. Neil Patrick Harris is a magician. I, I was always a big fan of magic always yeah. and uh coming up i worked a lot with the best magician you agree in the oh. one of the best close-up magicians in the world he's in the backyard here in pittsburgh he's yeah a close my mentor friend and, actually and paul gertner when yeah. i found out when i met you you said your mentor was paul gertner yeah. and i was like wow and that's the right guy to, to is, have yeah. as a mentor believe me it's just a class act good man but man, what a magician too! Huh? He's, oh, he's phenomenal, he's, yeah. he's unique. Yeah. Uh, Skills are unbelievable. Stuff that, and I, that's how I like. I seen him doing all this like amazing stuff. I thought like when how I was a kid. You, how old were you when you saw Gertner or saw a book on him or saw I, whatever? I was at his show. He did a show called Ten Fingers, uh, in I think it was 1997. I was like 15 maybe at the time, and I had seen his show and that's where I was like in the south side and it, it was the I was at the, theater in the, south side? the city theater yeah, city theater. yeah I was at, I remember mm-hmm. introducing one of the shows I was at the actually actually at that show really yeah that's that, pretty neat. and after seeing that show I was like I know I, I don't want to be a comedian I gotta be a magician I, so well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I, I, I was a magician at the time and at that point I seen what he was doing and all the crazy shit he could do yeah and I I, I Realized that there was a completely different level out there of what a magician is. Did and you so, go home and start practicing? Well, Did you I, buy books? I actually crazy story is that my godmother dated him in really? high school. Okay, so she had you know got me the introduction <laughs> to meeting meeting him, and that's just kind of how we became buddies. That's and, awesome. It's like then, meeting a major you know, league player after seeing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's just kind of how the all the ball wax went together, and then. What was for, your first trick that was incredible that you really blew people away? Um, <laughs> first one. That said, Jesus, I could be this. I could be a magician. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question, man. I, I'm trying to think. I used to like make my sister disappear, like in shows, and like <laughs> yeah. I, I was doing all. Of, I, I I was like as a kid. I mean, when you get into magic, like you don't really know who you are yet, you know. So you you kind of start like reading all these like kind of. Uh, I I not to say that they're corny, but they're kind of like cliche magic tricks. You know what I mean? And so I was doing a lot of those for you know adults to start and, stock. Yeah, I mean, stock yeah, tricks. Yeah, stock stuff, and then. When I had seen Gertner's show, I had realized that there was a completely different there's, level. There's an of, artistry. Yes, there's an artistry to it. Right? At some level, you just put the rings down. Yeah, and, I was like, screw this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fucking really that crap. Like, I'm tired of separating these rings. Yeah, I, got, I had to take care of a goddamn rabbit. This thing had to live between shows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit was complaining about money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, that's when I decided that like I did not want to be what you think of when you think of a magician or a, you know a magician. So I that's why like when I got there, like, like I I put it I did I did through high school and then mm-hmm. I was able to put myself through college performing and uh, it was in college where I started to develop more of a comedic act you know Wh- which started, is a great angle because yeah. you could do more things as right. far as a lot clubs. more stuff yeah and I could do comedy clubs and I could travel and do colleges and, which I do so. you ever in the middle of a trick it's key to your act because I know as your structure your act just like we're doing stand up yeah you have one moment where this is key to get to the segue to this or that it has to be key player in the act has you ever fucked up a trick Lee in the <laughs> um, middle of your act I, actually, that was a key trick I and how a, did you recover I have all the stuff that I do on stage I, I rehearse the shit out of obviously like any with any stand up you know you're rehearsing your shit mm-hmm. but the one thing that I had done on stage before that I did not realize until kind of near the end 
was I had this guy up on stage and I'm doing this really like crazy trick and right about at the end when I get to the big finale, uh, he said to me, uh, I'm a she. I had been calling a woman. Oh, 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 I had no, I thought it was a guy. I had no clue. I was just like in the entire audience, I think was just looking at me like, I'm so fucked. Like, I can't wait till he figures this shit out. Like I felt so bad for this lady because I had called him bro and dude and and like, give this guy a big round of applause. I I literally, after the show, this lady, I literally was like on my knees begging her like, I'm so fucking sorry. Like, I'm so sorry that I just did that. Like, it was in front of like 250 people too. Uh, right? It was at a corporate event. They've never hired hired me again. By the way, um, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, that happens. Everybody is. You know that's happening. That was at least my, probably my biggest in screw a, up. Yeah. In a store, just not or, recognizing. Or, I was in a oh, store. Yeah. And this guy had long hair, and I didn't. Real. <laughs> Just turned and and they say, "Hey, hon, can you hear me?" And it was a guy. I was yeah. like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you the other way. But I'm saying, doing you did doing like a stage. six minute trick on stage in front of and everybody, just, and just in front of everybody, and just completely messing it up that bad. Was that, that's awesome. Uh, it was so embarrassing. Oh. That's funny, man. I was Gertner seen your show many times. He has. Yeah, we we hang out all the time and we talk shop and. You know, if I'm working on something, I'll bounce it off him and like, you know, he'll, you know, give me some pointers. Or, Do you, you want know. to push for another trick that you push for something crazier and crazier magicians? Did I, I know? Yeah. I watch even magicians on, you know, like Chris Angel. I've seen, I've seen all these shows in, in Vegas, but I've seen them on TV. There, but all these guys, and I know how you feel about Chris Angel, but but in magicians in general, yeah, a lot but, of but, but, but like a lot of these guys use an example because they want to push to the next level. And then that he's more of a the stunt guy you right. know, yeah, or, you yeah, know yeah. an element of assault Jim Carrey by the way in uh, uh, what's the movie you called him in Star again Wonder- Burt Wonderstone Burt Wonderstone yeah. yeah. Carrey is hysterical in yeah. it, but it, it looks pretty anyway, good yeah he is Chris Angel in it. but anyway yeah. which do you have something like that this yes, trick that's I'm, gonna- I'm working on something right now that I'm gonna probably be debuting maybe I'm, I wanted I actually would love to do this on TV at some point in time in the near future uh, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a bullet catch but with a paintball gun you're gonna catch a bullet I'm gonna catch a paintball Wait, okay. So it's a bullet catch. Like I you've see. seen the bullet catch. Yes. I'm yeah. not dumb enough to work with a live bullet. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> dying. Shooting, yeah. But if I got shot in the face with a paintball you gun, could, yeah, I would live. Make it through right? it. <sighs> but there's a really cool routine I'm working on where you sign a paintball or you initial a paintball and you, and, catch uh, and you put it into the gun. Okay. I stand on the other side of the room, and I literally have somebody with. A, I mean, we have a laser scope on it. Like, um, well, you know, with a little laser, have it pointing into my mouth, and yeah. then they shoot me. <laughs> They pull the trigger of the paintball. I mean, and you know the PSI on a paintball. If you get, you've gone paintballing, you know how fucking bad it hurts to get hit with a paintball on your leg. I'm going to try to catch it in my mouth. So I've been, I, I, I've been working on that one for the last uh, few weeks. Now, now, you've been on the road and all that stuff. Yeah. And even Magic Castle in L.A. and oh, everything. For sure. And you hang with magicians. You know a lot of magicians. Do, magi- do magicians get laid a lot? They get chicks. They do, man. They do. Break, they do break. Magicians uh, do. Because you could break the ice with the card trick right out the yeah, back. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, well, what's uh, up behind your nose? A coin. Lee, Lee's the man. Hey, right? I've, I've been out it. with Lee. He's the man. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to get in detail. It's a great icebreaker, though. Chicks do dig. Right? I don't get it. Like, I honestly, being on my side of it, I don't get it because, like, I think it's kind of tacky in some ways. But when the, when any anytime <laughs> you can I'm out, do something different, though, that's what I'm yes, saying. A magician can do something well, different. It's mysterious. Like once you can uh, create mystery about yourself, right? Chicks like like not like they like being able or not knowing or like they want exactly. to learn to see more or like they want to know more about you. And it works. And it, it, yeah, it has worked over the years quite well. Um, I synced it. You know, I Jerry Jones knows what I'm up to, man. He yeah. does. We, we, That's why you're practicing those fucking card tricks oh, yeah, all the time. Man. Uh, you always call me Gambit. So. I call him Gambit yeah. from X Men because he's just always he, like we'll be out somewhere and he'll just 
just magically you you're like yo where, where the fuck did you get those cards from like yeah. where have they been this whole time <laughs> then he pulls out cards he does a trick and then the chick's like i want to have sex with you yep. and then he like <laughs> then he like uh, puts his mouth on her mouth like shh like his finger on her mouth and just goes pulls out a card with her name on it and writes the number on it he, I mean he has cool tricks that yeah. he does I, I, I love the wallet okay. by the way Every, I, the I try wallet. to stay away from like the I, I always say if you can't perform the tr- like for the shit that I love to do if I can't do it for a drunk audience I'm not gonna do it like that's always my that's my level of where please I wanna say, make sure if, please if don't say you always stay away from getting laid no no laid. no okay no. thanks okay, go, go for it I, I always <laughs> stay away from the like the, the magic tricks are just too convoluted for people to follow so I, I base everything off of if I can if I can perform it for a drunk crowd and they can get it and they can freak out to it well then it's perfect do you have any magicians you hate they're just fucking assholes um <laughs> Give their first name. You know, so you just tell why you hate them, what they did to you. Where, where does such ass? Yeah, there is a guy. Some guy, you uh, motherfucker. I hate nah, you. I mean, you steal my tricks. You. you he's made up with me over the year. Threw like a he, rabbit at me. Or nah, what, he dude, just, whatever. <laughs> just kind of, a, just like. <laughs> Picture that. No, just like slimy, like normal, like. I'm sure even comedians have, de- you know, you guys have dealt with this. Like, kind of like no, backstabbing, like trying to steal oh, gigs. Yeah, just one of those yeah. people. Okay. I mean, you, you said that there was a, a comedian that has, like, even put yeah. out a video on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. shit like that. Like, yes. not to name names, but I'm, and I'm not going to name it. But I, you know, I had a guy that, like, was jealous How? of my of my success. So right. he tried to fuck with me, and, and I I was not having anything of it. So I called him out, and, and, yeah, and since yeah. then, he squared it with me. You know, he didn't want any problems, so. You get that when, you, you know, you have success. People want to project their... Yeah. Problems on you. Yeah, they're non-success. They're non-success yeah. on you. <laughs> How about the guy on TV? Uh, I can't. Fox had him on, and someone else. I, th- I don't know. It was syndicated, possibly. There was a magician who gave up all these different tricks. Yes, Val Valentino. And did you guys see uh-huh, this show? Yeah, yeah, I know him. I used to watch it as a kid. The guy, the mass magician. The guy yeah. actually added me on Facebook once. He and, showed how to do tricks. <laughs> just to describe the yes, audience, he yeah, showed yeah. everyone how to do major tricks. Goodly. Mass magician. Everybody knows who it is. He was huge on Fox for a couple years, actually. Oh, and yeah. The, I and they're still show. putting them out. He's still doing them. And uh, I had run into him once in Vegas. I did not know it was him. I just, he just was, we were at the same convention. He's got to be a pariah. Uh, he's got to like, hate him. Yeah, he's, he's probably, okay, if I had to put out a guy I don't like, it would be probably Val <laughs> Valentino. Dude, yeah. um, there's no magician that likes this guy, no, right? No, not really. I, I don't see anybody really liking him. Mm-mm. But he, it wasn't tricks you could just do at your goddamn house. Well, that, though, well, that you know was what the other thing. Like when, he, when he had major, they were, they were major. Were, yeah, they were they huge. Were big, they were big tricks. But that was the other thing. The shit that he was putting out on TV, in some way, shape, or form, wasn't actually the correct versions of those tricks. Like he was doing a floating lady, and he was using like a uh, a forklift to do yeah, it. Like, but, yeah. that, that, like uh, I don't know of any magician in history ever using a fucking forklift. <laughs> One thing I, was the movie, the, the whether the Illusionist, the, and a couple of these yes, movies that came out. Really good Hollywood movies. The Prestige. Prestige. Is Batman versus Wolverine? How could you not like that's the right. Prestige? That's yeah. I lo- that was both movies I was mentioned, yeah. right? Great movies, right? Yeah. But the thing about them was I didn't know, I, and I go oh, fuck, it's right there in front of me. The magicians back in history, and they do now, have lookalikes. Yes, twins was big. Yeah, but using twins was huge. Oh. Mm-hmm. A lot of magicians have done it over. That's the years. how they do yeah. the you know, hey, he's in the box, and now he's in the back of the theater. He's a lookalike. Yeah, and that's something. I know it's simple, but that's what yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. And using girl twins as, as like was as a, the assistants was huge, and still is today. I mean, Call me for to... the auditions, me, Mike, Terry, Johnny. We'll go for the audition. <laughs> girl twins, when yeah. You bring I mean, them in, well, well when you would go to see a show in Vegas, like any, you know any of those shows, like they would use like girls that were twins. They would hire them based upon they were twins. I mean, 
and they would, you know, be box jumpers. They would be the girl they put in the box, make what? her disappear, and, and she's she'd in the appear audience in the audience. Yeah, yeah, the whole nine yards. Of course, the audience was, I mean, clueless, but it's the most logical possi- thing possible. Like, she has a twin, you know? It's funny when you got guys like yourself and, and Paul Gertner that are, that take it as an art. Yes. And I can understand and what happens when guys, like, say, let's use Siegfried and Roy even back then. Okay. You got to the point where, and I went, I went there with a sh- it was the hottest show in Vegas it at the time, for believe it or not, for a while, in case before the tiger turned on him. Thermani got him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was, it was really, wasn't really, I've worked with a lot of magicians in my life, to, so I'm sitting there watching them thinking, this isn't really magic. It's those guys standing up there and there's a bunch of, you know, contraptions and mm-hmm. things going on and it's basically special effects stuff. They were just standing there introducing it. They're not really doing They're magic. They're showmen. They're showmen. Yeah. But, you see that though with magicians. It's would you ever go for that temptation for the no, money? Uh, for the money, never. That'd be hard I, to turn on. I would. I would my, let a tiger lick I, my face for even, ten million. Even, a year. even when I was a kid, when I got into some of the bigger stuff like that type of magic, I like I immediately. It didn't last long because I I didn't like it. I got away from it. I just wasn't into. It wasn't who I was. It wasn't my character. It wasn't who I was on stage. So I I immediately axed it really quick. So no, I I probably would never want to ever do that type of stuff in Vegas or anything like that. I like doing stuff that's you know comedy based. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, Real. Sleight of hand More stuff. toward the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, believe me, Monitor Tiger agreed with you. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, Lee, do you know that trick uh, where you uh, put a glass, you put a napkin over a glass, and uh, you try, you try to you tell them you're going to make the glass yes. disappear yeah it, it, that the first time some guy did that to me blew my mind uh, now is it unethical for me to t- say how this is no, done no, no, no. you well, just well, broke the well, rule well, well, let me let me tell you this <laughs> you're going to be ostracized <laughs> like the guy on a, let me tell you the, the, the other version blowing trick yes, okay. it's a great trick well the other version of it is we would um, and uh, I, I've done this over the years and, and Gertner has a great story about it and I actually have a great story of how I did this to Paul um, instead of using a, a glass, we would use a salt shaker. I used to do this on dates as a kid. Okay. And I would do the same thing. I would take you a salt even get shaker. Laid back then. Yes, Jesus. it was working. It was yeah. like when I was like 16. <laughs> I would take a salt shaker and I would cover it with a napkin and I would put a coin on the table. And I would put the, you know, I would say, I'm going to pass the coin through the table, but I don't want you to see what's on top of it and I don't want you to see around it. So I would cover it with a napkin. And then, of course, uh, the coin doesn't disappear, the salt shaker or the glass does. Right, right. right. Then what I would do is that, you know, because I have the girl put her hand above it and we smush it down and then the, the salt shaker vanishes, right? Yeah. And then, so the thing was is that, you know, obviously you have to bring this thing back. Well, I would never bring it back at dinner. What I would do is I would load it into her purse so that later yeah. on when I drop the girl off, about 20 minutes after she gets into her house and she opens her purse, there's the fucking salt shaker. Oh my God. <laughs> so I would, get a, I would always get a second date with that damn thing. Like it would always work. But Paul had a great story of how he used to do it to clients. Like he'd go out to a dinner with a client, yeah. he'd make the salt shaker disappear and then he would never make it reappear. And what he would have already done is he would have paid like the bellhop at the, at the hotel that he was staying at. Yeah. To put a, a like the, the salt a duplicate salt shaker he'd he'd, get, he'd he'd have gone to the restaurant that he was gonna be eating out that night steal a salt shaker pay the bellhop to put it in the room wow while they were uh, while they were at dinner shit. oh that's Which genius. Is fucking genius nice. right so what I that's had did yeah that's unreal when I was at a convention once with me and Paul he was talking about this on stage and I he was staying in his own room I had was staying in my my room but I had had his key his hotel key yeah he'd given it to me to go get like something out of his room for his like for his like talk yeah so and he started to talk about the salt shaker thing so i ran to the the, the uh the hotel lobby bar and i grabbed as many salt shakers as i could fucking get my hands on. Uh, i took all uh, of them i took everything <laughs> i had like seven <laughs> in my pocket yeah 
and I put him, I went up to his room and I put him inside his room and I wrote a little note that said, poof, you know, like, <laughs> so now think about this. He's the one that like would told this story of how he would make the salt shaker disappear and he'd yeah. make it reappear in the client's room. So he had just got done telling that story and I mean, hours have gone by, hours have gone by. He'd walk into his room and all of a sudden there's a fuckload of salt shakers on the floor <laughs> and he has no clue how they got there. <laughs> so I had to turn the table on him for one time, you know, <laughs> I had to get him back. It's a classic. He knew, he's like, oh, so that's how that shit we're gonna, feels. We're going to get that. Uh, you come when you come back in a few weeks we're going to get as a guest we're going to get Paul in here too yeah right? we'll get Paul we'll get in here yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not tell him about the story man. of uh, the handkerchief <laughs> no okay. yeah. that's just he's my mentor I'm that's not just between us in this room and 50,000 people yeah and all the people listening right now but uh, you know uh, real quick we're ready to you know, wrap the show here at the end and we appreciate it Lee but I just want to get your feelings on Breaking Bad man. oh my you're god Breaking Bad oh, fan, like, I have so many great theories on this show it's my favorite show of all time tread lightly isn't that, is that a cool lightly. line that's so good that's so good do you, do you, yeah do you, the fact you, that oh I watched it the fact that they have this many episodes with the conclusion like clearly in the sights you yeah. know what I mean how yeah. are they going to turn that into what six or seven more episodes it's I crazy. don't know yeah. I don't know how to do it yeah, there's uh, seven more episodes and they got their record amount of viewers they had uh, ever yeah. seven or eight million or something whatever it was for the premiere I wonder if they're having like uh, you know thoughts of like geez maybe we shouldn't have ended it kind of vibe because I mean you know you have like the highest ratings it's going to get bigger probably as weeks go on I wonder. Yeah, I don't know because I don't think a Saul Goodman uh, spinoff is going to have the same. Yeah, you're right. The <laughs> weight of uh, the Breaking Bad. Walter White, that character, iconic in television history. It's because he's that guy. I think we all can relate to him because he's that guy that just is going about it in life, but he has a line where if it's crossed, he just doesn't take any more shit. And it's a pretty far line. Yeah, and he's Eisenberg because you can almost see in that last scene. You know when he's getting punched by his brother-in-law, and all he puts the little glasses on. He's kind of sh- you know shaking. Puts a, he's kind of like meek a bit. You know, like trying yeah. to put it together and and everything. And then when he goes, I don't even know who you are. Like that was his insulting. And then all of a sudden he just like crossed that line because he got beaten this that everything at the end. And he just like crossed the line where he just goes stops and like if you don't know who I am, then you should tread lightly or whatever. Yeah. That that's Walter. That's the thing we love him because that's a, we all want to. We are in, in part of that where you push so far, everyone has a line, but there's just the key has the coolest line. That's all. They have the, the greatest lines, you know, I'm the one who knocks. I mean, they, it's just <laughs> iconic lines. Yeah, it's really, which just if brilliant. you remember in that episode, he didn't knock, he just walked right into that door. You know what I'm talking about in the last episode? The last one, yeah, last yeah he just opened the door, walked yeah, right no, into I, the door. He didn't oh, knock. God. Yeah, which, I was like, oh, I thought he knocked. To knock, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm the one who knocks. I am the danger. Yeah, just uh, I can't wait. I, I'm so I can't wait to see next week. But I'm gonna be, we're going to all be sad when it's not. I think well, everybody is breaking, uh, breaking yeah, bad addicts. I don't have, I don't have cable, so I have to stay about. away from Facebook for like two days until I can go on AMC's website and watch it there. It's gotten so popular, and it's going off the air that they have Talking Bad on after mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. Yeah. With Chris Hardwick. <laughs> a 30-minute show yeah. about talking about a TV show. Have you ever heard of that in your life, right? I don't know. I, I can't think of any yeah, show. Nobody was, walking uh, Dead. Nobody was yeah, the only one. Walking, well, walking Dead. But it's the but same. It's yeah, through same AMC, concept. so it makes AMC, sense. AMC yeah. does some great work. Yeah, nobody's the analyzing uh, the end of a mama's family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, this is where mama... <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. After a mama, they on the bear can. He goes, like, yeah, yeah. So we, we got to close on that, John. That's, That's John Evans. <laughs> Thank you. Mike Waisaki, Terry Jones, and our special guest, Lee Trubozik. Don't miss this show. 
52 up close, September 11th through September 14th. Go to jimkren.com. We'll have the link there. And what's the other website for? 52 upclosecom 52upclose.com or jimkren.com. Get the tickets. Do not miss the show. There aren't a lot of tickets. This is a, it's an incredible theater. It's very intimate, though. So they're going to sell out. We're doing 100 a night. We're 100 people a night. So it's going to sell out fairly quick. So get to your computer. Come see it. And get Matinee those tickets. on Saturday, too. Matinee on Saturday. And bring the family, actually. Yeah, it's a family can. show. We'll keep that whole yeah, handkerchief gonna, story. Just, that won't be in it, I promise. No, no. That's a star. <laughs> it's, very, it's a clean show. We got Frank Mergia, who is special uh, social media and producer, and also producer Josh Folio, executive producer Dave Settlemeyer, uh, Wayne the intern. Thank you to Star Chevrolet and Star Nissan in Greensburg for sponsoring us, and also our friends at the Sideshow Network, Jim Crenn, No Restrictions. We thank you the most for downloading. We really appreciate it. Have a good one.